Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Shona Hamilton-Higgins is the owner of Lilac HR, a very rurally-based HR business. Shona says that networking helped her business get started, and she says she wouldn't be where she is today without it. Thank you very much for being on my podcast today, Shona. Thanks ever so much for having me, Liz. I'm super excited to be here. Now, you're in the, the field of HR. Has that, has that always been your passion? How did you come to work in this particular sector? Well, I, I actually, when I left school, I, I was convinced that I was going to have a career working with horses and that was completely <laughs> what I was going to do. And I set off and I, and I did do that for a short while, but one thing led to another and I ended up kind of being launched into the, the corporate world. Um, and after a couple of years working in a construction business, I'd worked my way up through various administrative roles and I just ended up somehow getting drafted into the HR department. Um, And I think the idea behind it initially was for me to help them with some admin, get all their training records collated, ready for audits and things like that. And just being in that office and being around HR professionals, being involved in the conversations that we were having, I started to think, oh, this could be quite interesting Um, because I am quite nosy and you do generally have to be quite nosy to work in HR. and yeah, so I just kind of fell into it. Um, and I thought, okay, this this sounds like something I could do. And I was getting lots of coaching and mentoring from my managers at the time. And then unfortunately, I got made redundant from that role, which at the time, you know, felt really, really awful. Mm. But it actually ended up being the making of me because I was still living at home. So it wasn't a massive drama. And I basically just made it my job to find another job got another job within four weeks and put my redundancy payout to my CIPD qualification, my my first CIPD qualification. So it kind of grew from there, really. So in essence, no, HR hasn't always been my thing. Mm. I (laughs) never set out to work in HR. It was one of those things I just kind of stumbled across Mm. and turns out I'm pretty good at it. It's funny, isn't it? How how life turns out, like you thought you're going to work with horses and you end up doing something in HR. I never thought that voiceover would be my career and I kind of stumbled into that as well and and like you I went through um, the whole redundancy thing and so many people say that that was the making of them and you know, for me it was the kick up the backside I needed to grow my business and uh, it sounds like it was the you know it was it was the making of you and that started you really on the on the HR journey. Yeah I think it it kind of gives you an opportunity to rethink things, doesn't it? Because mm. you you get into a job and you're going on that trajectory and you just think, right, well, this is what I'm going to do to earn my money. And it it's not until you're given an opportunity like a redundancy situation to kind of think, what do I want to do? What yeah. do I enjoy? And when you start asking yourself those questions, you think, oh, my God, I don't know, <laughs> which is normally the response. But it gives you that opportunity to actually think about it and and seek a new opportunity. So I think... Yeah, redundancy sucks in in the moment, mm-hmm. especially you know when you're worried about paying for paying for the house and you know the bills and the kids and whatever. But I think overall, it is the making of most people. Yeah, I think so too. So, at what point did you decide to go self-employed, and what made you make that leap? Well, I had worked in corporate HR for about eight years, and I'd worked my way up to the point where my next step in my career was going to be a HR manager 
and I wasn't 100% convinced that that was what I wanted to do because Mm. although my role is kind of coaching my clients on how to manage their people I'm not directly responsible for managing the people and actually people management when I'm having to be the manager I don't enjoy it's not my thing and I was having a conversation with my husband and I just said I just don't know I'm not happy in my job now because I've kind of got everything out of it that I can I'm not really being challenged I'm having to commute loads and it's just not really working for me anymore don't know what I want to do and my husband literally just said over dinner just like set up your own business like it was that easy (laughs) (laughs) um so I kind of thought oh I had that had never even been on my radar I didn't even think that that was something that I could potentially do and we thought about it a little bit and I set up business on company's house and I sort of did all of that which which was very easy I hasten to add um and then it kind of grew from there so I that was back in 2018 um my then fiance and I were due to get married in October 2019 so I was really nervous about giving up a full-time salary prior to the wedding because you know Mm. what weddings are like it was a big deal (laughs) very expensive so I thought right I I can't I can't do it till the wedding we need to get that out of the way so I applied for a HR manager role um, but it was a standalone HR manager role so I wasn't really having to manage anybody um, apart from the receptionist Um, it was a mile from home, so there was no more commuting, no more paying other people to walk my dog for me, no more doing my horses at 4am in the dark. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> None of which is fun. Um, and that was for 18 months. So I thought, right, I can do that. That sees me through the wedding. That, you know, helps us build a little bit of um, a bit of sort of momentum. I've got a bit more time back so I can actually start to build the business in the background. Mm. And then that contract came to an end in May 2020, and I went self-employed on the 1st of June, officially. (laughs) And how was it going self-employed at that particular time? (laughs) Um, Do you know what? It it could have been really terrifying, but I had got myself set up with a local business networking group. So I was feeling quite confident that I could get some clients from that, and I we fully took advantage of COVID we fully Mm. took advantage of it because everyone was offering payment holidays on everything if your employment situation had changed so we took payment holidays for three months on everything so we had no bills to pay no mortgage to worry about nothing um and that kind of relieved the pressure a little bit for that jump so actually that first day in my little home office was wonderful it was (laughs) it was so good and so where, where did your first clients come from how did you how did you get them my very first client was a referral from my husband because he is always selling my services, <laughs> this little soul. Um, and then from there, I got a couple of clients through Facebook. Um, I was just doing some basic social media um, posts. And then the majority of them started to come from my business networking group, which was fabulous. Brilliant. And so what kind of network did you go to? Um, so it was a BNI group um, that I was part of. And I joined I joined BNI about two months before I went self-employed. So I was attending the meetings at 6 30 in the morning and then mm-hmm. rushing off to the full full-time day job um afterwards so it's quite nice because I, I had the opportunity to sort of build those relationships with people and I met so many people who live in my village so we're in a little <laughs> village just outside Norfolk um there's there's not an awful lot going on like we're right out in the sticks surrounded by fields and I've met so many people in business who are now either 
partners with my business or clients of my business and they all live within a mile it's ridiculous <laughs> and so was, was that all online networking at the time yeah it was yeah they literally just moved it online because of lockdown because mm-hmm. it was shortly after that first lockdown um and do you know what it was brilliant because I'm being in my corporate roles I'm used to having to build relationships with people you've never seen face to face so I worked for four years on a remote HR team so I was supporting um managers who were based up north and I was based in Peterborough so you know and I had great relationships with all of those people despite having never met them so the whole online thing didn't really bother me Mm. um we had lots of online socials which were an absolute scream we did a murder mystery where everyone dressed up and (laughs) drinking lots and it was all just it was just chaos it was hilarious um and yeah it was brilliant built so many good relationships with those people yeah it's it's surprising how well online has worked I think yeah I think I think towards the end of the pandemic people were starting to get a bit sick of it people were were ready to go and have that face-to-face connection um and I think you know B&I's got a bit of a reputation for being a little bit repetitive week on week mm-hmm. because you are listening to sort of the same um pre- the same B&I presentation not the same member presentations but so it can get a bit samey and I think we started to lose engagement with the group a little bit towards the end of the pandemic but online for me works so well because I love anything that is time efficient yes. I hate wasting time so, you know, if I can just turn up and do what I've got to do and then carry on with the rest of my day without travelling, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Same here. It's perfect, isn't it? Yeah. So I want to know a little bit more about your, your business now, because you have a, a specific niche, don't you? So what, what, what is your niche? So my, yeah, my, my niche is the rural and equestrian um, industry. Being HR, I can work with any business, but my favourite kinds of business to work with are the rural and equestrian businesses. So, for example, I've got a couple of equestrian centres on my books. I've got um, a branch of Riding for the Disabled as one of my Mm -hmm. my clients. I've got um, a couple of farmers and a couple of growers. So we've got a real nice mixture, but I've also got like plumbers and electricians who just happen to be based out in the sticks. So it it's fantastic and the reason that I chose that niche is because well several reasons really because I'm a country bumpkin I love anything to do with the countryside and I hate having to go anywhere near a city I just hate it (laughs) it's not a bit of me (laughs) I like being surrounded by fields and open spaces and not too many people um I've got horses so and I've worked in the equestrian industry so I understand the challenges that employers are facing with trying to improve standards in the employment Mm. industry because in the equestrian industry sorry because we the equestrian industry has such a bad rep for poor employment standards yeah so there's a lot of work going on at the moment behind the scenes with some of the big organizations to try and improve that and I think that's fantastic but not all of the smaller businesses are getting that support to do that yeah um and the other thing is just that I think there's so much work to be done there's so much we can do with improved employment standards in farming, in agriculture, in our equestrian businesses, but also in those little bit little family-run businesses that are based out in the sticks, surrounded by fields. They don't have necessarily the budget for a big corporate HR consultancy to support them, but they also don't really want that. No. No, it's because 
they like people who are straight talking. They like people who are on the same page as them. They don't want to have to ring up some stranger from Manchester to ask a question. They like that personal touch. So I like to be there for those kinds of businesses. Yeah. So tell me about some of the, the services that you offer to your clients. So HR is a very, very broad topic when you start to get into the nitty gritty of it. So my focus is on employee relations and employee engagement. So employee relations is focused on the problem solving pieces. So we've got an employee who is off sick all the time, or we've got an employee who's stealing money out of the till, or we've got somebody who's just got a poor attitude. I support my clients to deal with all of that. There's also the kind of more strategic work, so where we have to do a bit of a restructure. So if the business isn't particularly profitable, I will work with my clients to go, right, what are we doing with our labour and our people and how can we streamline that to make it more efficient and more profitable for you? We also then focus on the employee engagement piece. So we will look at how engaged are those employees? Because if you are paying, let's say, £10 an hour, for an employee to come and do a job for you you want to get the most for your money even if it's just 10 quid an hour you Mm. want to get you know a good return on that investment and that return is going to be their productivity their commitment to your business their representation of your brand so if you don't have engaged employees you're paying 10 quid an hour for someone to turn up and do an average job Mm -hmm. that's not what we're about that's not what we want so I basically work with my clients on a retainer basis Um, And we pick up, we kind of focus on the particular goals of the business. So the business might want to grow its revenue by 10% in the next year. So we focus on the things that we need to do to get there, such as employee engagement. The business might not have any big strategic goals like that. They might just want to fix things that are going on in the business so they can take a holiday and not be stressed about it. And that's the kind of stuff that I do for my clients. Yeah. And so what kind of feedback have you been getting from them? They, my clients love me and that's (laughs) not even me being big headed. (laughs) My clients absolutely love the fact that they can ring me up and they can rant and swear and cry down the phone at me. And there's no judgment. They can just be human. They can be exactly what they need to be in that moment. There's no judgment. There's no reprimanding if they call people names mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it's said to me and not the employee it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's there's excellent feedback you know and I think a lot of my clients some of them I don't even speak to them for six months of six months seven months of the year because they haven't needed to speak to me and I think that in itself is brilliant you yeah. know they shouldn't have that much drama going on in their business because we've set them up so that they don't have things that they're going to need HR for but if it does happen they they know they've got me in the back pocket they can ring up whenever they need me and we fix the problem take the stress away just sort of cleanse the drama (laughs) that's a good way of putting it (laughs) so tell me about the kind of networking that that you're doing now so you you start off doing B&I what what are you doing these days these days I'm kind of putting it about a little bit I'm just kind of trying (laughs) a few different things um I I loved BNI and BNI was absolutely brilliant for my business through lockdown and I don't think I would be where I am today if I hadn't been part of BNI but it reached a point where it wasn't quite working for me and I, I couldn't get the right timing and the right chapter and it just wasn't quite there 
Um, so I've just recently joined um, a network called the Ladies Countryside Community, mm. um, which is exactly that. It's, <laughs> it's a community for ladies in the countryside um, who might have businesses, might not, might just be people who enjoy being in the country and, you know, going shooting or, I don't know, walking the dog, um, whatever it might be. Um, so that's a really nice community to be part of. And I've literally just joined that this week. Um, I've also joined another network, which is um, a HR specific network, which is all around the well-being of HR, because, you know, HR is a really difficult kind of um, industry to work in because you deal with everything. Everything that's going on in people's lives comes to you. Mm. And that can be a lot of emotion and a lot of pressure and stress to kind of deal with. So it's quite nice to have another community of people who know what it's like to work in HR. Um, so yeah that's pretty much what I'm doing at the minute I'm just kind of floating around just seeing what tickles my fancy <laughs> I think it's important to find a group um, of your peers that you can talk to um, because no one else knows your business like, like like they do and you're likely to have the same kind of issues the same kind of problems and you can all help each other out can't you yeah completely you know like we actually had a conversation in the group the other day that there's there's no other profession where you have to deal with everything from suicide to people going to the toilet on the floor that it's and everything yeah. in between you know and and I I laughed out loud when I read the post because I was like I have literally dealt with both of those scenarios <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was, must be quite good for your your mental health as well to have other professionals in your industry that you can chat to because you, you've got to look after yourself as well haven't you when you've got all that coming at you all the time yeah completely because your your whole role as HR is to care for everybody so mm. although I work for my clients who are the employer I'm also taking on the the kind of emotion from their employees particularly when we have to sit in a meeting and you're sat there in front of an employee for whatever reason and you've got their emotions their anxiety whatever's going on for them plus you've got the employer who's really stressed out about the situation there's a lot of emotion flying around mm. And sometimes you just need to decompress. You know, it's not yeah. even necessarily, I don't often find that the job stresses me out, but I think I've been in situations and I've been in some really tense <laughs> disciplinaries mm. where I just, you come out and you think, God, I need a drink. <laughs> 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 and you just need, it's nice to have, like you say, a group of your peers who completely understand what you're talking about and understand what you're going through to yeah. just so yeah that's hard that's not fun yeah yeah so do you think your business would be where it is without networking oh no absolutely not because I've just come across so many people like I said before who I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for BNI you know I've recently branched out into offering payroll services to my clients and that's because I've partnered up with my accountant who lives half a mile down the road from mm -hmm. me how convenient is that you know a lot of my clients are people that I've met through networking events and and they've become clients after we've become friends you know we've gone we've gone out for drinks and we've done various activities together as part of our networking groups and and then I'm the first person they think of when they need some some HR support or they refer me to people and I've I've met so many people up and down the country who are brilliant referral partners for me and for my clients you know Today, for example, I referred a client to um, a guy that I met through networking. It wasn't even a networking group. 
someone I met in a networking group referred me to an employment solicitor down in Portsmouth or somewhere down mm. there he then referred me on to this person who does um, neurodiversity and lots of supporting um, people with disabilities in the workplace so the second I have a case where we need some support with someone with neurodiversity I was like right that's exactly who I'm going to send to them and I just think networking is it's just invaluable it's so invaluable but you've got to find the right mix of people you've got to find your little tribe I think yeah so on that note then if people want to find you what's the best way for them to contact you so the best way to get in touch with me is um, either on social media, my links. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, the lot. And it's all at Lilac HR LTD. Super consistent because it's easier to remember. Um, <laughs> or through my website, which is um, www.lilachr.co.uk. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for chatting to me. And the best of luck with your business. It sounds like you're flying already, but uh, good luck for whatever comes next. Thanks so much for having me, Liz. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.